0: Good morning. We are back. It's actually afternoon for you guys. So, welcome to the Not an MSP show with my gangsters and crime, Pete Matheson and Scott Riley. Uh, we are going to come in hot today, but we'll come in a little slow. It'll be a slow burn <laughs> into the beginning of the show today. So, give a shout out to a few people. Uh, greetings from Marco from Toronto in the land of Canada. So glad to have you with us, Richard Sarkeesian. Actually, you guys may not know Richard. I had a chance to meet him at People of Video uh, in New York a couple months ago. Uh, also a fellow IT guy, cybersecurity guy. Uh, I nice. we'll have to get him introduced over to the Tech Tribe. So I figured we would just let everybody know what we've all been up to over the last couple months as to why the hiatus, all that good fun stuff. So we'll do rock, paper, scissors. Pete, since you're, you're center stage, we're gonna we're gonna let you go first tell us what you've been up to because um, you got a lot to say today so oh
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna um i was gonna start off saying i'm now TikTok famous i um uh, i mean I've, I've just been busy with like w- with the, the video side of things of work um so i run like an msp course people you know sign up and there's like 100 plus videos of things in there and the number of times i go on a call with nigel from the tech tribe and he says pete have you done your course yet like the video course and I'm just like no no but I've done this other thing that's really good come have a look at this um so eventually and finally I took the time off to try and get this course going we ran our first course last month I think it was and we we got 10 people signed up which is like the number I wanted because I wanted to keep a small group to make sure we can actually do something and um went really well and now we're looking to run it again in January which is awesome so that's been one thing and then um there's now I now have oh Christ um there's now a short that we we're playing with shorts in terms of video content. I now have a short that's approaching three million. Oh, I did this earlier. The oh, wow. camera! But there's a it's approaching three million views on uh, on YouTube, and it's gone past three million views on TikTok. So we're, we're trying some more uh, short strategy kind of con- content at the moment, which is it's fun. It's fun shooting thirty second videos instead of like oh, my camera has gone way out. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over to you scott let me go fix my camera it's like yeah. there's someone to keep doing it i'll flip screen.
0: over let scott do that there you go scott you. he's he got a new background there so, so so little little things have changed for you
2: yeah well so we we had to move offices uh quickly um so we're in a whole new space so we spent this uh whole lot of time fitting out the previous office it was beautiful it was huge um and we put so much time and effort into getting the place right but we always knew it was a one year lease we always knew that but the people who were like in the office next to us had been on a one year lease for 7 years so we we're <laughs> like ah, oh, okay you know this is this is just how it is okay that the the, yeah. um, the owner just does one year leases we get it fine um, except this time around it was a one year lease and at the end of 12 months he was like right out you go we're um, we're going to completely refurbish the building and You know, we're in this big area of regeneration here in the city. And so there are new buildings coming up all over the place. uh, And I think he just figures he's got this beautiful old building. He'll rip it to pieces, fit it out really nicely. And then he'll get to charge, you know, new new lead city center money for it, I guess, instead of (laughs) the low rates we were paying. But this is the same guy. I in our building right you would go to the bathroom and the toilet was not even bolted to the floor so like i mean you took your chances man you'd, you'd sit on that whoa. it's a roller coaster um, ride <laughs> i just i do, he's not the guy right he's not the guy that's going to fit out a brand new city center office he just not um so we've had to move and then Like in the middle of all that, I've just been finding my passion for being on stage at live events, uh, which has been really nice. So I've been out at uh, cybersecurity conferences and tier conferences um, and just getting on stage and and chatting to people. It's been really nice just to get out and see people. Um, But Pete, you and I ended up on a shared call. I can't even remember what it was a couple of weeks ago and we were just like, we need to get this back. We've missed this and we've missed you, Andrew. And I'm just like, oh, we like and that's when we were straight
1: on the whatsapps come on let's let's get we we put the hiatus in but it's time to get back going again
0: yeah i'm with you so Scott, took- you're as
1: close as it comes to uh, talent i guess and are you where you're summoned to be in front of the camera for for various vendors and things at the moment it's it's
2: it's getting that way i've i went to comptia emea conference last week and i i mean i'm terrible with names and faces anyway but I now have so many people come and goes. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Oh, it's great to see you in person. I've been watching your videos, and I'm like, oh, this, this must be how Brad Pitt feels, except <laughs> you know, rich and handsome. Um, so no, it's been it's been really nice just to like really get to see people in person. But yeah, I'm getting called up for a lot of uh, conferences and stage events now, uh, and some other things that I can't talk about at the minute. But hopefully, you know, some good stuff. But yeah, it's, it's really nice. I love it. I love just spending time with our MSP community. Um, so yeah, it's been really, it's been a great few weeks. But um, I think we we originally put this hiatus in a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then it's just, it's yeah. just stretched. And like, we're at the point of going, no, guys, we need to get back. And I've had so many people like we had messages in the tech tribe saying, what happened where are you guys why aren't you back on so you know and so we missed you guys too genuinely it's lovely to see everyone yeah. jumping
1: straight back in on the live
0: yeah it I is
1: very surprising i had that because and i was saying to um andrew just before we jumped on the call here as well that you don't realize how many people are listening or watching or you know hearing them hearing us in their car or whatever because we only really get the interaction currently either in the chat so if you are listening and in, in the chat then please do let us know um or, yeah, when we're out and about and people say, oh, you know, listen to that. and I loved it. Other than that, you don't really know or hear anything. So you kind of feel like you're kind of just talking to yourself, uh, which we are really just talking to ourselves for like an hour. <laughs> um, but it's nice to know other people care as well.
0: Yeah, it was kind of surprising. I was like, all right. I was like, we probably need to do something with that. So I had been mulling over. I took some time off myself, went did just did some traveling, went to a people, a video conference, uh, which was really cool. Um yeah, I met some really cool people there. Tim Schmoyer was there, uh, the guy who runs Video Creators. Yeah, there's a lot I learned from him there. Uh, Roberto Blake, yeah, a lot I oh, learned yeah. from him, too. Uh, got his new book. So, yeah, it was. I liked that conference. It was, a, it was a small conference. I think there was like 100 people. So it wasn't – I think you went to VidCon, didn't you, Pete? Yeah, that's always – So cool.
1: I went to Vid Summit. Um, which was that was quite busy, but I think not anywhere near as busy as Scott. Where did Kayla go recently? Wasn't that? Um, oh, she
2: went to, um, she's right there as well, and she's not even going to tell me. What? Where did you go? <laughs> Courageous Content Live. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. So content marketing. Um, and then straight off the back of that, we signed up for Atomicon next year, uh, nice. which is another fantastic content marketing event. Uh, that's happening. But that's happening on the exact same dates that Pax8 have just announced their global event over in Denver, where they're trying to get all partners from all around the world to come together. And they've got 24,000 partners now, and they want to get like a thousand attendees to their event in Denver, Colorado. Wow. Same date.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's missed it. Marco said, hey, live conferences are coming back to Canada. He missed the cool swag. He missed getting those vendor t-shirts, the bags, the mugs, all that good stuff.
2: It worked out with so much. Like over the last few weeks, my house is just full of vendor giveaways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So there was a... um
1: it was it Ian? Ian Ian lucky put a video up on LinkedIn where I just saw him. He basically was wearing all the different vendor kit um, every every like every every time he talks about the vendors. He's the t shirt, is the cap, is the socks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's got his all rocking his vendor swag. He'll, he'll need some sponsors soon. Then, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, good. All right. So, well, without further ado, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and breach the hot topic for for this week because um, I think that. This is one that, when I saw the video, I'm like, okay, we we gotta talk a little bit more about this. If you haven't seen the video, I'm gonna play the first few uh, seconds of the clip. Hopefully I won't get copyright strike from you, Pete. So. <laughs>
1: that would be worse, <laughs> wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, no audio. Oh, that's no audio. Hold on a sec. All right, let's see. All right, we got no audio. Just give me a second here.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: Let's go into. It's the first time I played a video out of a browser. So <laughs> it, it is there. Just
2: give us time to settle in before the
1: explosion of. Pete
0: exactly. So everybody's <laughs> really going to know what's up.
1: Uh, no. I'll, I'll whilst, we're, uh, whilst we're delaying things i will answer marco's question of what's up with the two watches so i am currently trying to run the battery down on the on the second watch and the only way i'm doing this is by i'm, I'm currently doing a workout right now <laughs> i just thought that's the only way to try and get it to run the battery down because one of my um the the tick that blew up was basically a showing which is a really simple idea taking the new pixel watch and showing people people how it charges on different chargers and tons of people have asked me to do the same one but on the galaxy uh, watch which is great if it wasn't already at 100 battery so i'm trying to run it down so i can then go and shoot the video after this uh yeah it looks stupid i know but it's, it's
0: yeah i kind of have to have to do it <laughs> that's orange though let me see why the oh, system yeah video. oh that's the,
1: uh, the apple watch i've got the ultra nice it's the this is the most amount of money i've ever spent on any watch ever because i don't do like designer watches and i've the late buying one, mainly well, maybe because, because I think, I it's, think an it's an unnecessary, unnecessary purchase, purchase but, but with my, with job, my job being, being what, nowadays, what it is nowadays, it gets it a gets lot of a views if I bought one because it might get a lot of views. And that, that's like a, such a stupid purchasing decision. But um, yeah, that's that's my life
0: now. Cool. I'm going to go try this all the time. Oh, no, I have to buy a nine hundred pound one. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you, you think this is stupid?
0: Um... Oh, I gotta zoom in on that one. Hold on a second, Peter.
2: Oh, is that it? Is that a pro? <laughs> is that a is that a Meta Pro?
0: Is you a fighter it pilot.
1: The yeah, it's it's just a, another stupid expense. So, if anyone has a Meta Pro headset and would like to have a meeting together, so I can show off the meeting features, then uh, please let me know. <laughs> uh, get get in touch. <laughs>
0: All right, let's try this one more time here. So I'm gonna close that and reopen it. That could have been what did it. So
1: on the other hand, I'm getting a ton of uh, Amex points right now.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna unmute this, and we'll see if we can get this to work. Now, you got sound? No. Nope. No sound. That's really weird. Here's what we're gonna do.
1: I would have thought the to, um, uh, Samsung,
2: um, uh, isn't it the Samsung Arc that you have? Is it the
1: Samsung, the Arc I, I TV? Did, Oh, behind me in that video, I did, yes. So I had it on loan for, I think it was a week, maybe two weeks. Um, in, interesting fact. So this, this is from Samsung Direct. Um, Samsung loan their devices through Hamilton's, which I've always used for like IT rentals. Um, but that, that includes oh. apparently massive five inch uh, screens, which go like vertical, so you can watch TikTok full screen. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very interesting one to review. It was, it, it, yeah, I, it felt more of a TV than a uh, uh, than, than a screen because yeah. it, it had four HDMI inputs and one of those one connect boxes. You know, when you get a TV, it has a separate box, so you plug these oh, stuff yeah, into yeah. the box. One cable from the box to the TV. Um, it had that, and there was no display port, no USB C. It just seemed a bit odd when it's a monitor. Andrew, yeah, do you want me
0: separate, to actually um, um, run? Let's try this one more time. I'm going go okay, cool. <laughs> to. I think it's doing mix minus and it's taking the browser out of a mix. So hopefully, we ah, won't cool. get any echo. So let's try this one more time. I should have just downloaded the video and played it uh, instead of trying to play it through the browser. So just give me one <laughs> second. We will go to multi track.
1: The gloves are off and I'm sorry if this offends you, but this video pretty much sums up how bad every single IT company in the world has become. And I'm sorry, but there's every possibility this includes you as well. Now, one of the biggest challenges I hear almost daily from IT business owners is winning new clients, marketing and sales, more business, more customers, more, more, more. So when an opportunity arises to dramatically improve the situation for your customers, for your prospects, what do you do? You do the same old <laughs> Here's how to stay safe online. Here's a 10-step guide to find a good IT provider. No, wait, I know what you need. So here is a video all about us and what we do. For <laughs> <laughs> I
0: gotta get out of hey, my bleep you, button for that, that get one. Get off the fence, fence and, tell, and us tell us what, what you really, really think. think. <laughs> t- don't uh, sugarcoat just, it, bro.
1: It nuts. I think, t- to be fair, I think I saw somebody upload, and it might have even been one you commented on Scott, somebody uploaded an About Us video, like an MSP uploaded an About Us video that looked really good. Like I watched it and thought, that's really cool. Like I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but it then kind of also made me think, you've probably spent a good few grand on Making a shiny yeah, video that makes yourself look very good um, when you could have spent it actually trying to help your customers and fixing things. Um, I know it might be a, might be the wrong approach, but um, yeah. This is the
2: one like with the wizard and the map that got drawn. There was a really nice one that came out recently.
1: Yeah, possibly. But it looks like they
2: so. they brought
1: in an external agency
2: and spent. Yeah. A lot yeah, of I mean,
1: it was a good video. Like, I'll, I'll definitely give yeah. them that. And, and I'd be very and, happy and proud. And, you know, it's, it's one of those ones that can go on the web page and it look amazing and you can share, show, show off and everything. Like, it looks really, really great. But then the other side of, side of me was, and this is kind of where the rest of the video came from, like, we're going through an en- energy crisis. People are trying to figure out how they're going to pay their energy bills. Are they going to have to close their offices down over Christmas? Are you going to send your staff home because it's cheaper for them to work at home? maybe pay for their energy at home? Are you going to need UPS backup batteries? Because we're going to be maybe having these like four hour power outages. We need to kind of, you know, either give them laptops or UPS batteries, or you know, there's just, just all of these things going on. And I'm just like, ah, here's a video all about us. It's like That's really like not helping anybody. <laughs> I, I personally, like when, when instead you could be going, here's a marketing campaign that shows you, here's all the stuff you've got in your office. Here's how expensive it is. Um, Here's the cost to have a server rack. Here's the cost to have your access points. Like we as IT businesses, we can do things like power cycle the switch ports on PoE switches. So we can switch off the access points overnight when the office is empty, which we're probably not doing at the moment. And most people probably can't be bothered to do that. But if there's ways of doing that, and if you can schedule that, particularly with some smart switches where you can schedule these things, then you can save a hell of a lot of energy. Um, And I know obviously with cloud computing, you can kind of spin down things which affects us a little bit more, I guess, because we're paying for the usage in cloud. Um, but then equally, I don't think there have been any, have there been any increases in cloud costs in terms of like Microsoft haven't turned around yet to bump up their as your costs, have they yet? Or are, It, I, it, I it is seen... happening.
2: Like the, the costs are going up consistently and then hmm. they've just announced this
1: week um
2: that they're going to be increasing well sorry no they're going to be reviewing the costs every six months starting in 2023 for their subscription and Azure services because the pound and euro and yen and the other currencies compared to the dollar are all low and they feel like they're not making enough money let's just park that for a second (laughs) um so they they're going to realign costs every six months they may go up they may go down Mm, i know which way they're going Sorry,
1: anyway, you carry on. But exactly that, exactly that. But but, yeah, to, to that point, it's just costs are obviously going up to the stages where I'm sat here. I mean, I don't have an office anymore here, but I'm even sat here going, okay, what can we do around the house to switch things off and like gas gas and heating? Like we still haven't put our heating on. We've used the fire a few times and decided that actually buying a, a sack of wood that's like 80 pounds worth that can get us through a month, it's probably gonna be cheaper to have the fire on for a month than it is to have the heating system on. It's gonna be like 200 pounds but I'm like, <laughs> hey, if, if I'm thinking about that in my home, then what are actual, like, if I, and I, I know because I speak to a lot of uh, MSP owners still, um, they're going through the exact same thing of, like, oh, my energy costs have gone from, like, 3 to 30K for, like, electricity and then, like, for gas, again another 3 to 30K for gas. And most people, you know, certainly running, like, the nimble MSPs, the smaller MSPs, you're lucky to turn maybe 100K profit a year, and if now 60 grand of that has suddenly gone to energy costs, you, you're not really left with much cost to, like... Pay yourself anymore, um, yeah. which is obviously a big, big issue. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I'm just thinking, if, if we're worrying about that, if MSP owners are worrying about that, then quite likely your customers are going to be worrying about that as well. Particularly when you, as the like technology provider, are in like, the, I feel like the biggest position to be able to help people out and help your clients out and get through this. And I'm sure there'll be like the energy consultants, and I know that's like a there's people that do come in and assess your energy usage more from. Um, Certainly from like a, you know, your company's wanting to go green, they normally come in and put energy monitors and everything and they'll try and track all your carbon usage and those kind of things. But I mean, more from a, you know, from an IT point of view, more from an actual, this is how much money you're spending on the technology. Like this is how much cost it, it, it costs to run a PC, particularly like the, you know, I, I had seen that screen itself behind me is quite bad, but I had the 55 inch Samsung Arc screen, which is, you know, a whopping great screen. If you're on a bad energy tariff, that can cost a pound a day to run. And if you combine that with like a really uh, really very energy inefficient pc behind that that's two pounds a day to run that one machine and you multiply that out you know my, by how many pcs you got 50 or 100 pcs whatever it's going to be that can easily add up to like thousands or tens of thousands of pounds a month or a year to be running the same thing that last year was going to be costing you like 10 pence because of the way the costs have just scaled and so there are things like you know i know the the the, I don't know if there are any good Intel machines anymore, but on the Mac side of things, lots of the Mac are very, very energy efficient. Like literally the, the, the power that you, it takes to run this M1 uh, MacBook Air is literally a tenth of what it costs to run a PC and a screen. Like maybe even more than that because it's so much more energy efficient with the processor. Now, I'm not saying that this is your opportunity to go and sell Macs to all of your customers, but I'm sure there is some still energy savings you can provide. Kind of on the... um uh, the, the Boris Johnson approach of just go and buy, buy another kettle or something, buy a cheaper kettle, but in a way that you can at least give them the reports to show them what's being used. Um, it does help, of course, if you're standardizing your computers, because if you're selling one particular make or model of PC, then you know you've got that across all your client base. That makes your calculation super easy. You just go, here's the standard PC and monitor we sell, let's just give them a report, take that cost, multiply it with the number of staff you've got, and now you know roughly what you're going to be spending a month. Versus here is our more energy efficient version, which is yes, you obviously have to stump up some money and pay for it up front or finance it, or whatever you're going to do, but that will bring your running costs down going forward. Similar with things like the um, UPS batteries, like backup batteries. I'm sure we're probably going to, well, I feel like we're going to, if not already, be at the stage where we were at with the laptops like two years ago. Everyone's trying to get a laptop all of a sudden cause they realize now it's a priority. Well, as soon as the power outages hit in December or January, which I, I kinda of don't think they will because I think the way you know media's just misreported it. But also knowing the government here, they probably have planned it as well. So it's just the case of like you might as well get ahead of the curve if you've got the budget for it. if you know, certainly if you've got key workers, particularly on uh, I know some of the clients we used to have things like, you know, recovery companies where you have to you have to have the phone there and available in case, you know, someone's broken down and you know, recovery, that's like your business. And if you can't do the recovery, you don't make money. So having UPSs on those key workers that can answer the call, that can log the cases, maybe battery backup as well to make sure they've got their um, internet and and stuff covered at home or 3G or 4G SIM card. But making sure that your business can still survive with a half a day power outage. I just feel like that's such a, a, a massive, I've been saying it to like my coaching clients and I just haven't had time to do it myself, but I feel that is such a massive thing that MSPs should be focusing on and IT businesses should be focusing on right now. And I don't see like, I log onto LinkedIn. I don't see a single person show. Hey, here's our you know downloadable PDF for like lead gen that shows you the costs and you know that that's such an attractive thing to me. Like I would download it. You know, yeah. if someone gave me a PDF where well, I have to go to their website, I have to give them my details and download a PDF that says here's the PC you've got in your office. You know, you've probably got a toaster and a kettle in there as well. Maybe you've got an oven. Here's some access points. Like breaks down all the costs. I I'd sign up for that. So, why are people not doing that with their customers? That is such a perfect bit of lead gen. And, like, I really wish I had more time to just go and pay someone to do that. <laughs> Maybe that's something the tech drive might do at some point in the future. But it feels like a golden missed opportunity uh, that a lot of people are going to like wish they did in a month's time when it was like, oh, we can't get a hold of a UPS anymore. It's like, yes, because they've all gone already. Everyone's bought them. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I think there's two, there's two stems to that conversation. One is, finding topics that are relevant to what's going on in your prospect's head rather than, <clears throat> excuse me, rather than what we just did. We just came off cybersecurity awareness month. Mm. So I saw a lot of that. Unfortunately, I don't think people care. No. That's just I my don't. gut feeling is your, your potential customers don't care. And you're talking about something they don't care. Scott, you're still an MSP. Can you, Talk to that. That's everybody's doing the cybersecurity and I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just, yeah, you know, you see it, you talk to customers. So
2: yeah, 100% they don't care. Um, And it's, it's, it may be less that they don't care. It's, it's what they think is um, I'm too small. I'm not interesting. We don't have anything worth stealing. Therefore I'm not a target. And so no matter how much good content we try and put together around, hey, look, here's a real simple way to protect yourself from 99% of attacks just by ticking this one box, they're not interested because they don't see themselves as a target. They don't understand that these guys that are actually doing the hacks are just really just broad brush. They're using like spread attacks and they'll just, they'll try anything and they'll get a hit and then they'll latch on and then they'll start compromising something. It was never about the target in the first place. And so it's so hard to get the customers to even slightly care about cybersecurity and until like someone they know gets hit and they experience it personally, it it just doesn't matter to them. It's ethereal GTA got hit and you know, know, GTA Six's source code is out on the internet. Okay. Marriott lost <laughs> half a million records last year. Yeah, yeah, that happens. It's become every day, it's in the news every day. And so therefore it doesn't matter anymore. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 a real hard conversation to have with them. We've got a, we, we've almost got to shift and go, look, they don't care. It needs to be wrapped into the managed service. We're just going to do it and charge for it. And if they like this is the conversation the MSPs are having now, which is like, if you don't want to take our secure service with this proper package you know if it's good better best or just this is our bundle and our stack if you don't want that we don't want to work with you because it's 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 going to go wrong and you're going to come and blame us and we we're, we're
1: not interested
0: yeah i totally i think
1: that approach is exactly what people should be doing the, the the minimum recommended like thing is it's more for a case and i think when i was starting to do that it was more a case of I want to go and sleep and not worry that my clients are going to get hacked and then yeah. blame me. Yep. Versus the customers at the moment, which are um, they, they just they just think they can get by because it's yeah it, we don't need it. It's never happened to us. All those same kind of you know all those same kind of points you've just made. Um, I, I do wonder if the it, I mean ultimately they don't care because they don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing that interests them. It doesn't make them money. It, it saves them money, but only when it happens to them, and that's when they do care about it but yeah. I think it comes down to like the communication point of how do you get the message across? And I think the majority, like vast majority of the marketing out there. Yeah. They're like the cybersecurity awareness month and those kind of things. Yep. It's, it's just a bit of a load of tosh. It's the same kind of thing. Here's our webinar. Here's how to stay safe online. Like nobody cares about that, but I wonder, yeah. and I'm, I'm like speaking out loud now, but maybe something like going to speak with your local police department, asking if they could share anonymously, of course, stories of things that have happened to local businesses, like all around where you live or where you service and find out real stories of real things that have happened, then could you perhaps do like a, uh, a podcast or a an interview show, maybe you bring on some local business owners uh, as a bit of bit of fun. And again, it's a good way to engage with the local community and bring some businesses in. Um, kind of like the the chicken thing that, that me and Scott did a while back. But it, what you do instead is you bring them on and you have like a truth, true or false, and you give them a true story of something that's happened and a, a fake made-up story, and they've got to try and guess which one is true. And when they find out that it's you know all the stories are from like your local area, they've happened to businesses of your size in, in your kind of niche or whatever it's gonna be, um, you could potentially even tailor it towards the niche of the business that's come in to talk to you, although that might might feel like you're kind of scaremongering of getting them to sign up as a customer. Um, but but there's better ways of marketing. I think that's that's fundamentally it. There is better ways of marketing rather than just sharing these generic cyber security guides. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think what you're, you're doing, do, Scott, is really good as well because you're sharing people how to how to do the thing and that's that's what works so well because we as MSPs, we know we need to do it, but we need to know the best way of doing it so we don't have to go back through and find we've missed a setting somewhere or you know not not enforce things and now someone slipped through yeah. the net. I think there was one I saw on LinkedIn, uh, maybe it was on LinkedIn this week where Someone had slipped through, and it was the director of the company. And it, everyone else was too afraid protected, but he was always the one that's like, oh, "I'm too busy. I don't have time. It's not for me." And yet, it was the director then got stung, and obviously, things happened to uh, the company. Yeah.
2: It, it, it's so similar to that. I, I, when I did the um, I did the cybersecurity conference here in Leeds, and I got to be keynote, which was really nice. Um, and I, I, I had this opportunity to go. Well, I've got a, a 20 minute talk, and I don't want to do stats. Like, I don't want to do statistics and my opening statement and my opening picture was like a cherry pie, like a quarter of a cherry pie. And I was like, this is the only pie chart you're going to get from me today because (laughs) there are no statistics, right? You're at a cybersecurity conference. It's going to be nonstop statistics boring into your brain all day. See, I promise you I'm going to start and not do that. And I told them a story instead. And it was the story of a guy called Peter who runs a business here in Leeds, um, who's been running it for 12 years and he's been growing it. And I won't tell the whole story, but essentially I told it from that perspective of someone who's worked really hard and poured blood, sweat and tears into their business to grow it, to get to this revenue, to get to all this stuff. And you know, he was taking security seriously. He actually brought someone in to set up 365 and put all the tools and everything in place. Um, but ultimately, they did get hacked. They had a business email compromise, and they started to find emails that were going from Peter to his accounts team to say, hey, you know, pay this person £6,000, pay that person £6,000, pay this person. And the accounts team were just going, sure, done, paid, paid, paid. And so this money was just going out of the bank account. So this is a real story of a real business here in Yorkshire. Um, And that was actually quite powerful because people in the room could go, oh, you've kind of taken the, hang on, this guy's really worked hard. Real people are involved. You know, it's people that you've seen face to face here in this city. Um, And it did make some sense, but still no one was coming up to us afterwards and going, oh, hey, you know, I'm really worried about my business. They said that was a great story. Really good talk. Oh, I really enjoyed that. It was fascinating. Thank you. And no statistics. Not one of them said, I'm worried about my business. (laughs) <laughs> it's yep. just they don't care. They don't see it, um, and so I, I do like the MSPs. And I'm talking to a lot of them now who are just going, "Look, it's my way or the highway. We we know what's best." Okay, if you were going to a lawyer or you were going to um, you know some other specialist, an, an accountant, they would tell you what's best, and you would just go, "Sure." when when you're buying a house you don't go to the lawyer and say well i think we can skip these steps and i can probably do this bit myself so let's save let's shave a few you know pounds off here and there you just take their word for it they are the experts and i think we need this is why i do love regulation in our industry this yeah, is where same. we need to get to as msps to go No, this is the right way. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because this is what's best for your business and my business for the long term of protecting us both in this relationship. And if you don't want that, that's cool. But we only work with people who do want this kind of setup. And I'm, I'm seeing more and more MSPs kind of going down that track now, because I think we're all worried that when it does happen, because the, the, you know, the client gets hacked or does something silly with their credentials, it comes back to us because when they're in the news or they're in the local press or they're, you know, they're in their vertical market as someone who got hacked. Oh, who looks after your IT? Oh, it's these guys. Well, I ain't working with them then.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I, you know, I think, you know, Marco, Ryan, Richard, they all agree with that. You know, save a penny, spend a dollar. Uh, same story. They're they're running into that. So I think you know the key that from what I hear too is context, not not more content about cybersecurity. People have to have that context of how does this affect me, and how could this affect my business. Um, and I don't think you know, I agree with you. There's not enough of that type of content. Even if you take you know I I think I like your idea too in the video. If, if people watch the rest of the video, which I do recommend you watch, Pete, you're talking about something that is kind of not IT-related when you're talking about energy consumption. And that is a real problem that every business has right now. So I love the fact you're, you're taking, that is context. That is real context of how it could affect a business. People don't really, they don't want it. People have tuned out the cybersecurity stuff. They want other things that are that affect them, and i I totally agree with going that's just one idea of something that you could do for content um and just kind of brainstorming going on that idea that's what Mary said uh, let me pull up her comment here. she said, "I love what Pete said, but will the client understand what you just said it's very technical, we'll simplify the message so it makes sense to them and I think you know that right there is where you have. You may not be an industry expert is in a, in the building industry, but why not contact a, a company that manages and builds buildings that does those things and get on a live stream like this where people can another ask questions with, um, live.
1: When I was talking about like heating systems as well, because that's another one of, you know, he- heating is obviously a huge cost, um, particularly with gas being so high at the moment and people are now switching to maybe I can heat my office with my, air conditioning units instead. And that that weirdly is possibly even cheaper. Um, but the fact is you can bring in you know external contractors that can come in and do these assessments for you. They can mm-hmm. look at the costs and see if there are better ways of doing things. So I'm not saying you have to go and like deliver all the work yourself, but partner with people who, who can do that for you. Um, and I certainly think in terms of like, yeah, d- don't get technical. Um, make it as simple, as that. that's, that's your job is to make it as simple as you can do. Here is the typical PC. Here is the cost to run it per month. Multiply this by how many computers you've got in your office and roughly speaking, that's like what you'll be spending a month. Whereas the alternative, here's a more efficient version, here's the cost per month to run that PC. And you kind of make it as simple. You could even do like an online form if you, I mean, that might be getting too technical now, but have an online form where you just plumb in number of PCs, spit out a number, and that's going to be a rough rough savings you have. But there are things that you could do around that. And it applies to all areas. Um, Like I say, with the heating side of things, I'm a a governor at my local school. And I mentioned in their budget, I was like, what's your heating system? Like, oh, we can't do anything with our heating. It's an old system, but hang on. You've got radiators and you've got the valves on the radiators. You can put smart smart, um, TRVs, thermostatic uh, valves on there so that when the room, the one single room reaches temperature, the radiator shuts off and you can put them in all the rooms and you can switch off individual rooms that could save them potentially hundreds or thousands on their, you know, costs per month for something they've just gone, ah, it's old, we can't do anything about that.
0: yeah And And I'm not
1: saying you can do it yourself, but again, you can bring in a company that can do those kind of things for you. Um, You know, you you shouldn't turn into a, uh, now we're gonna assess your entire heating system because that is not your area of expertise, but there are people that
0: can do that. Yeah, that's what Ryan said, he uses storytelling, brings up local, but people still don't care. So that should tell us something as, content creators as marketers which msps are that we need to change the story we have to change the content people have tuned out and, and there's been comments that agree that people tune out until it affects them yeah. and if it never affects them they're just going to keep tuning out no matter how much we say so i that's what i love where you went with that video i was like okay when i first watched your video pete i was like okay where is he going to go with that one But it's completely off topic, but that allows you to be, you know, that that trusted advisor, which I really, really hate that term, but you're the general contractor. That allows you a higher stake with a business if you're finding solutions to problems that may or may not put more money in your wallet.
1: But but this is the thing, because fundamentally it comes down to knowing your clients or your prospects. And an easy one is the energy because everyone, that that's a problem for everybody. Whereas taking that a level deeper, like, and it might sound silly, but you get to know them on a personal level of know what their interests are. If you know that your you know particular target prospects are, I don't know, into their cars or into their golf or whatever it might be, then if you're marketing around those topics, those are topics they're actually interested in and will watch. They're not going to watch a half an hour webinar of you talking about cybersecurity or, you know, how to protect your business or even like the the guides I've seen of like, here's the 10 step guide to find your best IT company. No one gives a shit about a 10 step guide for finding an IT company. They know what's going to happen. You're going to reach the end of the guide and it's going to say, and you should phone us to be your IT company. Here's the number. Here's the email address. No, like people aren't going to watch that or listen to that or read it. Whereas if it was something that was interesting to them, like hey, here's the, I don't know, the top ten golf clubs. I don't know. I'm not into golf, but you know, <laughs> those kind of things. Something that is actually interesting to them. There was, um, oh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been a Gary Vee thing. But I've seen some people have literally taken the approach where they have set up an entire website talking about like the topic, like a golf topic or whatever it is. And that brings the audience in because typically maybe, you know, golfers are business owners and they will have other businesses or be involved in businesses. So therefore you're kind of building the audience around that. And then, Oh, Hey, he runs an IT company. I need IT for that business. I'm going to go and ask him to do that. That's like that. That's the approach in terms of marketing. And it feels horrible because you do IT, you, you need to market IT and sell IT. Yeah. But it became very, very apparent after which is now stupid for me after I sold my MSP, I've kind of <laughs> learned that because I was still doing much of this. You know, maybe we're pushing boundaries a little bit with the podcasts and videos and those things, but it was always the stuff that was uh, very, very loosely related to us that got the interest. It was more the, you know, showing b- behind the scenes, like the personality, the, oh, we're thinking about turning the, this patch of grass behind our office into a like a, a lunch area or, I don't know, just, just random stuff like that that's not, <laughs> Hey, you need a password. You need to sign up for this cybersecurity thing. You need to buy stuff from us. You need this free review. We're doing a, a free review that we're going to try and upsell you onto our IT support at the end of it that we all know is coming. It is that Pete, kind of you ruining it? all my sales tactics. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: or but, but How about an assessment? You need an assessment <laughs> or an audit. Not happening. I hate that one. I mean but I do think it takes a little bit of effort, but I don't think it takes much effort. I agree with you, Pete. I don't think it takes much effort for an IT provider to be different and to start having different conversations. I don't. Um, yeah, like the golf club one, that's that's a great analogy. One of the things that uh, I started seeing throughout my attorney clients when you would go in, I don't have one here. A lot of them were had, it's called Levenger. It's basically a stationary pen company. or high end, like Mont Blanc pens. I started seeing a lot of those on desks in their offices when we were in there. So I reached out to Levenger and I'm like, hey, let's, I'd like to put together some type of offer, you know, that we could do for our customers because I, all my customers are your customers and we put together a special offer, we put it at, you know, sent it out to all of our customers. But that was something, again, it was just one of those little things that you're solving. You're there to solve problems for them. And as many problems as you're able to solve, even if you're not doing it yourself, but like you said, getting people involved, other subject matter experts that can come in and help them. Um, and I think that that, that to me, is where I utilized LinkedIn to a great degree because people would wonder, why am I connecting with cleaning companies? Mm. Every office needs a cleaning company, don't they? So I partnered with cleaning companies. So whenever that need came up and I would hear that or see cleaning company contracts on the receptionist desk, when you go in there, you know, they're looking for a cleaning company. Hey, I got a guy. I got a guy and you're solving a problem insidious.
2: Get (laughs) get the cleaning company to leave USB sticks lying around the office while they clean. And if someone plugs it in and there's a hack, oh my goodness, you know what you need? A really good (laughs) IT company. Now there's some marketing, come on.
0: (laughs) You know, but just uh, any other ideas, that's what I, I kind of want to talk about, you know, that uh, other ideas, Pete, you had, that was a great idea talking about energy. That is something it has real business teeth right now. It had provides great context. Um, So how, how could we use ideas like that to help MSPs kind of think outside the norm of just taking the cookie cutter stuff that we get from vendors and I'm not knocking, we're not knocking any vendors what we're saying oh, yeah. is, is at some point you're going to have to take those training wheels off and do marketing. And the new LinkedIn report about the algorithm, we've got data to back up the fact that reposting content that's not yours is very, very not effective on LinkedIn. But the stuff that you post directly that's yours, that gets higher engagement. And we have data to back it up. So how how can we, th- what are some other ideas that maybe we could help MSPs with as we kind of wrap this the, uh, this show up about, what are some other things that you guys can think of that an MSP, Energy for one? Go ahead. I think Amy. I've
1: got two. I mean, it kind of follows on from Energy to be fair, but, because um, again, it's, it's things that, you know, the business owners um, might have or might be interested in as well. So there's um, a guy called Phil, he posts his solar updates He's kind of tracking his savings from having solar panels on the roof. Um, I've got solar. I've do- i not shared anything, but I still read his posts every single time because it's interesting to see. Okay, I've invested money in solar. Is it actually paying for itself? Or I'm thinking about investing in solar. Is it actually paying for itself? Again, I'm getting to know Phil because I'm seeing his posts all the time. I'm following him. Um, so that's like one of the ideas. And then similar things with um, electric cars. The mainly for me, I've just bought. I'm I've, I've literally this week bought another uh, car but i've been doing so much research because the car prices obviously have just the markets just shot up yeah. because no one can buy a car so used prices have gone through the roof new car prices have gone through the roof and you've got to wait a year for them um so now i'm still weighing up is a regular car versus an electric car are they still the same is one still better what about the tax incentives you get we've lost half the um, like the government funded tax incentives but still do we still get some back from buying an electric car so it's just you know putting out content of your experience of what you've done and what you've seen because of those things. Again, that's the stuff that people are interested in because, oh, hang on, well, I'm thinking of getting an electric car, I'm thinking about getting uh, a fleet of electric car for all my guys on the road. Maybe that's cheaper than buying the gas guzzling cars. It, it's it's just that, it's, it's what's interesting to you as a business owner versus the, here's some IT stuff you should know, which you don't care about. Nobody cares about it, unfortunately. It's, but, but it feels so counterintuitive because you wanna do a Google ad campaign and spend some money on that, you know, pummels some money into Google ads to get some direct clicks, to people that are actually interested in the IT. But there's such a fine line, you're trying to, it's almost like trying to catch the, which is apparent right now, trying to catch a falling knife with the stock market. Um, you're trying to catch a falling knife of catching that client at the moment when they're really not happy or their contracts lapse and they're just like kind of looking around and, and you know, shopping around to find what's out there why not spend the effort in the content marketing? And this is, I think, where the whole shift with marketing's certainly changed in the last, oh, maybe three years or so. Um, content marketing is where I feel it's at now. Like all of the other traditional types of marketing, I feel they still have their place, but they are by no, main, no means as good as doing some good content marketing. That's things like email marketing, newsletter marketing, you know, printed new mail shop marketing, Google ad campaigns, those kind of things, they've all still got their place. But if you can lead with a good content marketing strategy and then use the, the content marketing strategy to then kind of dissolve your other kind of marketing campaigns around them, so you've got your email and your prints based around the video marketing content you're making, then I just think that's like, that's, that's the magic potion. That's the, that's the magic combination nowadays.
0: Yep. yeah, I agree. Any ideas you can End think around. of, Scott? I need a backslash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think
2: for me, there's, there's a couple of basics. I think one is really giving people insight into who you are and what you do. I, um, I met a, and, and for God's sake, I don't mean like, oh, we configure computers and we set up networks and they're super, no, no. Um, I met with a great MSP yesterday. Uh, I've met them a couple of times and they were telling me how, what fantastic success they'd had using Instagram as a platform. Um, and I was like. Instagram to generate leads for your MSP business. And he was like, Yeah. You know what we post is like, um, here's what's happening in the office today. They do those videos of here's what time everyone gets in, office opens at nine, and then they have the little video comes in at 08.50, (laughs) comes in at nine o'clock. And like, but that stuff is just showing their personality and who they are. And we all know that you you work with people that you know, like, and trust, and they're just building that um what's the word I'm looking for? But they're just building that trust there, you know, straight away by just giving an insight into us. We're a friendly bunch, we're really nice. And actually now when it comes to them and they're growing and recruiting, they've already got an inbound set of people who would love to work there because they can see what it really looks like and just, giving people that insight is really important. It's far more important than, you know, you can configure a computer. We can all configure computers. We can all set up IT stuff. That's what everybody says that they do really well. And we've got case studies and blah, blah, blah. And we've got statistics about our service desk. Yay. What they don't have is that personality and that, that authenticity of just shining through in the content. The second thing, is and and i think you made this point in part of your video pete but it's the what's in it for me factor because if that isn't the first thing that they see as a consumer of your content you've done something wrong like what's in it for me the second i'm looking for this it's got to be about me and in it and and generally as presenters people are awful because they'll stand up and they'll go Well, Dave & Co IT Company was founded in 1986 when Dave and and his friend, Steve, they had a dream that they could reinvent IT services. And what Dave would continue to do for the next, and it's, shoot me now. Honestly, I'm not sitting through 20 minutes of this because what they then do after that is go, and hi, I'm Dave. I'm now the vice principal of sales. I got here through my established career. Dave, no one cares. We've -hmm. we've been here for 20 minutes now. You haven't told me a single thing that I care about. What's in it for me? And so I would genuinely say, get some authenticity. And then by that, I mean, just show people who you are, like genuinely who you are, not the corporate staged version of who you are. Although I dread to turn the camera around into what, our office looks like today, but show people like that's what's that? That's,
0: that's reality though. You and and it's it kind of, that's kind of what I've seen too, is like testimonial videos. I mean, I did some where I had, you know, videographers come in and do testimonial videos. And then I did some where I just turned on my phone and said, here, you know, and people just talk about us. Those ones where they're off the phone, those had more credibility. And I had people tell me that those yeah. are more real than the yeah. staged content. Yeah. And that, no, that was, yeah. Um, let's see here. Marco said, Yeah, lots of people have contract fatigue. Last time I met with a prospect, and the very first thing they told me was please don't try to sell me a service contract. Yeah. My idea there is be an uncontract, do, do what T Mobile did. They're the uncarrier. Yeah, just the.
1: This is why I like the um when Scott mentioned there about the I, I love the idea of the like filming people as they turn up and like clocking them because that's 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 super simple because you can literally just like grab your phone, hold yep. your watch up, and as they're walking in, you're like, oh, it's uh it's our service desk team leader. He's turned in a nine oh two, and you just you <laughs> know keep keeping those of those together. But to yep. that point of the um all you're trying to do is get people as att- people's attention, and even though like vanity numbers are subscribers and followers and those kind of things, if you can put out regular content like that, that's funny. And yeah, maybe it isn't relevant to the business per se, but it's showing your personality. Like that's the kind of thing that people would follow. They'd be like, oh, they're the funny IT company that like their staff get in late all the time. Maybe not the best message you're trying to produce, but it's funny <laughs> and people crazy. follow that. And then, you know, when your contract does come up for renewal or you don't like your IT company, hopefully you're sharing some stuff that also shows how good you are in there as well. But you, you'll, you'll be the one on their, their thoughts. They'll be like, okay, that's the funny IT company from Instagram. Yeah. That's the kind can of thing that approach that works because yeah, exactly. Selling people on contracts, tying people in. Like people don't really think about that. They they are yeah very fatigued by it because everyone's everyone's tied in contracts. And uh, yeah, I love that idea of being the un the the uncontract. Brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah, I, mean, I just also a- like the idea. Oh, sorry, go Andrew. Go.
0: No, go, Scott. Go. I was
2: going to say I li- I like the idea. Can I, Kaylee? Can I get a Claudio? <laughs> I like the idea of having a gimmick.
0: Yes, because I was going to mention that.
2: Because we've managed to turn this guy into, into an icon where I go to events now and people are asking me, how's Claudio? Where's Claudio been? What adventures has he been on? Did you bring Claudio today? I want to see Claudio. <laughs> and we've managed to make like this into something that people want to see. Like I'm, I'm getting asked because we have these customer welcome boxes and like partner welcome boxes when we work with people and everyone gets a Claudio.
0: I got, let me me zoom in on that.
2: I can see Pete's looking for a Claudio, but there you go.
0: They're
2: posting photos of where he is and what he's been up to. And he's been like all over the world. And now I go to events and people saying, how's Claudio? Where's Claudio? What, what, and I'll just get other people in the marketing team, just going, Oh, you genius. Anyone could have thought of that when you picked up that thing and said, right, what's his name? It's, it's Claudio. It's so yep. obvious, yep. but it's just about being that. And I, I don't want to say gimmicks are everything, but it just for us, it's become one of those things where it's, it's totally different. It's got nothing to do with IT services, but it's made us a memorable brand in some way, so much that people come up and ask. I, I, I got two people at the CompTIA EMEA conference in a mood with me because I haven't sent them a Claudio yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why not
0: fear of missing out fear of missing out?
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: As as Mary said, giving back, telling your story, whether you're a veteran animal rescue, there's, there's one people love animals. I mean, okay. just do something. Here's, here's some really cool gadgets for your pet. I don't know. know, Just those types of things that have nothing to do with selling it are going to go way further. So I yeah. get asked that all the time. Okay, where if I was, had a thousand dollars to spend on marketing, what would you do? I mean, do do something like that. I mean, it's just that, that wouldn't cost a whole lot. Get an animal rescue place to come jump on a live stream with you and show puppies from the animal rescue from their fo- like. This doesn't have to be a choreographed two grand production. Mm-hmm. They could you know <laughs> stream right from their phone. So, but yeah, it's all about that trust factor. That's the biggest thing that an MSP has to overcome is the trust thing, um, and, and I think that we just got to stop thinking, taking the canned content that keeps coming, and do something more original. Um, so I, I totally agree with you guys there. Just as you guys, it, it doesn't take a whole lot. No, I mean, how much was was Claudio? Was ten bucks, fifteen bucks a pop?
2: Can I? <laughs> This, this is embarrassing, right? So I've had people say, oh, how did you get Claudio made? Did you have him custom produced and, and all this kind of stuff? And I'm like, there's no, I, I found something that already existed yep. and I turned it into something and those guys give me, give me the actual. So these these are the ones we actually send out to people. These little Claudio guys.
0: Oh, wrong yeah. one. Here we go.
2: Wrong one. There he is. This is Claudio with his little legs. Okay. He is about $3. Okay, we get them in bulk from China. Um, they come in a gigantic bag of a hundred Claudios. <laughs> okay, we have them shipped over. And that's just that is the funnest thing I've ever opened. Is like a bag of a hundred Claudios and they're all just smiling at you. But when you put it together and you put the message together and you put the welcome pack together in the box and the water bottles and everything, it means something to people. And I've I've got people of their dog and Claudio who are now best friends and I get updates they send me pictures look look you know it's been like 2 months and he's still sleeping with claudio every day he loves it it's just yep. that kind of stuff would just just be a bit different a bit more what's this got to do with computers it's a cloud i suppose yep. i guess that's something but yep. yeah it's it's been a great exercise of just developing personality and showing people yeah you know what when we're, we're not all about computers we're something else just a bit fun a bit interesting
0: Yep. Well, good. I've got straight up on the hour. I know you guys got a jet, so I appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we didn't offend too many people today. So, and hopefully you'll tune into the next one. So,
2: we didn't offend people enough. I think
0: we we
2: we promised to go hard, and I think we were really soft. So next week,
0: (laughs) right? We're we're gonna have to really bring the heat next week. So I'm gonna have to turn up the flames on on everything. So. But yeah, I, I it's just, you know, I think that if 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 especially with M- nimble MSPs have an advantage because you don't have you don't have to go through corporate to get things approved, all that stuff. Just go yes. do something different. Yeah. And that needs to be the, you know, our mantra. We've been teaching that for a while, Pete, you and I. But you got to have a unique story. Something that is not the cookie cutter stuff that is continues to be chucked out there. Uh, we we, just, we got a we got a branding problem in the MSP space. So uh, can I just
2: point out that in chat? They're already coming up with with, exactly. with sidekicks and names yep. for sidekicks. Yes, I love this. Yeah, I love Claudio's this so sidekick <laughs> Bolt.
0: There you go. I, I think Bolts it, well, Yeah, um, Lightning. Yeah,
2: that's amazing.
0: So th- there it. you go. And that's the beautiful thing too, Mary. I'm sure they probably come in different colors. Just buy your different colors, and there you any any MSP can. T- Take that idea and run with it. Like that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing. There, there we go. You need some lightning bolts. Marco said, "He we just get the cloud with a lightning bolt coming in. There. Love it. <laughs> Mary taught for 20 years. She said she's full of puns. So, yeah, she she sounds like she's got some great ideas. So. All right, well, that's going to wrap us for t- this week's show. Hopefully, we're going to keep everything going and moving even through the end of the year here for Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, which is, what, 4 p.m. U.K. time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, U.K. time. But we will see you all next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. And if there's topics that you would like us to cover, please let us know. We're happy to, to drill through any topics and bring the heat when we, when needed and necessary. So... All right, folks, we will see you all next week. Take care.